Hello, everybody. Welcome to the It's A Lot Y'all podcast. I'm Allie D. This is producer Nicole, and it is episode nine, people. And I am just in pure freakout mode because the Miami Hurricanes are headed to the final four for the first time in the history of our school. By the way, that's where I went, the University of Miami. Nicole, are you so excited for me? I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I had to go get a water because I was getting like all woo. So I went and I grabbed the water. Yeah, I was. I know we had to delay the start of our recording because I was like, I'm going to watch the rest of this game. Anyway, so I go to the fridge in my office to grab a water and there is more Chick-fil-A sauce in my refrigerator than I think the entire Chick-fil-A has in the city of Granbury. It's like overflowing oh. with Chick-fil-A sauces. I'm like, who's going to eat all this? I need to clean out the fridge after this. But yeah, okay, Miami going to the final four. Amazing game. I was on pins and needles the last few minutes because leading up to that point, we really weren't playing very well. I think we were down by like 13 going into the half and the team just seemed like they couldn't get anything rolling. But mm -hmm. as you know, March Madness, it's not just the catchy name. It's the reality of the situation. Men's basketball is so fun for me to watch. I'm so glad the team has gotten so far. The coach, the players, they were all so excited. And this is like why I live for sports, just seeing their reactions. So much heart and soul and energy and years and years of trying to make it there, getting to the elite eight last year, having the heartbreak at the end of that game. Now, finally going to the final four. It's just so amazing. I could go on and on and on about that because I'm extremely excited. I'm super excited for you, but you're so right. It's madness. There's been so many upsets, yeah. so many great games, but excited for your team. Yeah, Miami and taking on UConn now. So that's going to be, yeah. uh, obviously, they have so much history. So that's definitely going to be tough for us going in there as first timers. Also, San Diego State taking on FAU, Florida Atlantic University, which is near-ish to the University of Miami. So that's pretty cool representing down there in Florida. Uh, by the way, I used to have a really awesome gig for several years where I would go to all the NCAA Final Fours and MC the Capital One concert party bash festival things. It was so fun. Oh, we talked about it a little bit when we talked about Rihanna. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. After Super Bowl. Yes. So I'm really excited. It's back in Houston. And that was the last time I was able to MC was down there. So Final Four back in Houston. Great downtown. It's going to be so much fun for those guys. I'm just so pumped. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see what happens there. And I think we're hosting the girls here in Dallas. Yeah. Let's really? talk about, I'm not sure exactly where the game. The girls, my human team are playing in LSU right now as we speak. So yeah. So me oh, versus you. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great basketball teams. Obviously you have a connection with LSU, me being a Miami alum, very excited for them. But you know, I will have to say that Women's basketball does trigger me a little bit. It's because when I was like in high school and we would have PE, you know, we'd have to play basketball at some points and I would always try to like cry and get out of it or pretend I was sick or something because I was so little coming in at a whopping like five foot one, probably 80 something pounds. And I just got clobbered for 45 minutes straight. So I absolutely hated playing basketball. So I'm happy and, and excited for them, but also I like go back a little bit to when I was little and like the tiniest person in the class just being pushed it's around everywhere. Not real. <laughs> but that's not, not all. No, there's more. So when I was in college, I cheered for the University of Miami and actually we cheered at a lot of the women's basketball games. And it was a major eye opener for me because there was one game in particular I remember and twice I fell down from a stunt. And I remember like the director of athletics came over and they were like, 
listen, this is not high school. You do not fall down like period. Like your stunts have to stick. I don't care what it takes. Like that like went off on me. And I was just like, oh, because no one had ever really told me off like that in sports and cheerleading, you know, and I just realized, oh my gosh, D1, it's a different level. So anyways, besides those two things. too crazy about it. (laughs) I used to play basketball back in the day when I was in kindergarten. Oh, (laughs) I could see you balling out there. Oh my gosh. I remember it was like parent or something and the basketball court out there. And funny story, I'll never forget this because I think it was like, a highlight in my basketball career. So I remember playing basketball and I remember I finally got the ball, like finally got the ball (laughs) and I was running down the court to make a layup and it was running the wrong way the entire time. Running the complete opposite way. Like I wasn't. (laughs) You shot at your own basket. (laughs) Nicole. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness TikTok wasn't around back then because you know you would have been viral on TikTok at a very young age for that one. You're going the wrong way. Let's talk more about your connection with LSU women's basketball. Not that I'm really a huge LSU fan, but obviously it's my home state and for the Tigers, especially when they're doing well, I like to see them win. So super excited for the women's basketball team and their head coach, Kim Mulkey this year. She is always a showstopper. I don't know if you keep up with her, but oh, her yeah. outfits. Oh, yes. Are, you never know what she's going to wear. And to be honest, that's what I look forward to. I look forward to the outfit. <laughs> but fun fact, she actually is from Hammond, Louisiana, which is literally Right in my backyard. I grew up in Punchatula. Wow. She grew up. Yeah, she's like from my hometown and she's back in her home state coaching the Tigers and has been very successful this season. Dream come true for her, I'm sure, because just being there right in your home state and people from your state have so much pride in being from there and also the athletics and everything that goes on down there, like LSU fans and Saints fans, they're just on another level. So Coach Kim, I don't know if that's what we call her, she has become like TikTok famous. She's always on my free page. Icon. Yeah, yeah. She's like a next level. And then also the dance team is TikTok famous there. I see their dances and their routines all the time on my For You page. And you have a connection there as well. They are just unbelievable. The choreography is phenomenal. I think they went viral last year whenever they attended the state championship. They did a routine to Sierra's Like a Boy. It was so unique, so different. Went viral on TikTok. Super awesome routine. And fun fact, I don't know who choreographed that one, but previously their hip-hop team has always came out on top. And one of their main coaches, Candace, Back in the day when I danced and did like a little competitive dance every now and then at Lemoyne Academy in Hammond, Louisiana. Shout out to Lemoyne. <laughs> I got to be choreographed by Candace. So we had one routine. She was Whoa. our coach. So it's a cool connection. I mean, I'm not as good as those LSU girls, but I did hey, get to have you could have been. Candace yeah, that is so cool. You know who else had amazing choreography last game was D-Town, the Mavs <laughs> dance team. Holy shnikes, we need to get into the whole thing that was Los Mavs night, the last game that we had at home. Absolutely incredible night. The entertainment was so on point from the Dallas Mavericks, all the teams they brought in, all the energy, the excitement. Like every single time out, I was so excited to see what was going on. So the dance team, 
Yeah, they killed it that night. They They put the lights down. They were so sharp, so clean. It was such a fun routine. And I feel like everyone in the stands was just dancing, watching, and they did very, very good. And, like, I just feel like the past couple games, I don't know. I'm super upset, like, with the regular season ending. So I don't know if it's, like, since the season's coming to an end. But every game, the atmosphere at American Airlines Center has been unreal. So amazing. Such a good atmosphere in there. And you know what's interesting that you mentioned that because that is not by accident. In fact, I was told like these last five home games were going playoff atmosphere. And the fans, and they have stepped it up because that's exactly what's happening. Like you walk into that bowl and it is just crazy, like the energy. So again, amazing from the entertainment side of the Dallas Mm -hmm. Mavericks really providing that like playoff atmosphere, getting the fans going. Also that night had a lot more cool stuff going on. So we had selena's husband was our national anthem and he played the guitar phenomenal job super cool to tie in that whole theme night it was super unique yeah he played guitar you guys it was amazing like the whole crowd was so excited to see him obviously and then actually what was interesting was i noticed he went up to his seats he had like maybe i think it was four of them looked like he Mm -hmm. had a bodyguard and maybe a couple people that were assisting him with his music stuff they went to go sit in their seats and within like five minutes he had to come back down to the tunnel because he was being bombarded by the fans that were so excited to see him it was wild halftime by the way, we had a great mariachi band that came in. They yes. were so cute. A lot of younger kids. Oh, my yes. gosh. The youngest one must have been like, I don't know, five or something. She was teeny tiny she with her little fiddle. so precious. Yes. So precious. They were all – they sang beautifully. So entertaining. Super cute performers. I mean, the whole shebang. Yeah, and it's not easy to sing. Like, even for someone who's seasoned. You know, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is that being on center court when you're under the the big screen and everything, it's like a dead zone. You can't hear anything. Like, you can't hear yourself, but you could kind of hear some echoes going on. And so for them, they didn't have a monitor or anything. I couldn't believe it. And they just were able to nail it. On to very in sync, and they sounded really good in the bowl. Yeah. It's always a little nerve wracking when we have a halftime that has a lot of people because the referees have to get off the court. So we try to time Mm -hmm. it to get everybody on the court before the referees are ready to get off the court. Because obviously when refs are coming on or off the court, there's a lot of security. So if you're at Mm -hmm. a game, pay attention to those moments, like when they come onto the court before the game starts or off and on the court at halftime, because it's really cool to see how much goes on behind the scenes and the security that goes on with all of that. So next time you're at a game, check it out because I think that's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we had to hustle a large group onto the court before <laughs> those great, referees. Though. It was perfect timing on our end. Very entertaining. A lot of fun stuff despite the loss, but <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh man, the team is it's they're in a rough patch right now and it's not rough, a good time to I be know. in a rough patch. Getting ready for playoffs, obviously we're hoping to make it to the play in. A couple of back to back losses to Charlotte and It's been rough, but again, the entertainment side, we've been killing it, and so hopefully it'll all come together here in these final few games. Last game actually was kind of funny because we had the $50,000 shootout that I want to talk about a little bit because it was one of our timeouts. It was obviously going to be a little bit nerve-wracking because whenever there's that much money on the line, there's a lot of spotlight on every single piece that goes into making that work. Wasn't that the first time that we ever did this contest with this sponsor? Yes. 
Yes, it was Jack Pocket, which is an app. And it was the first time that they had ever done anything with the Mavericks. And they went all in. <laughs> and I was assigned to that timeout. And so I was a little bit nervous because, okay, there's a lot to talk about for this particular timeout. So first of all, there is a practice court underneath American Airlines Center. I don't know if you all know this. So it's a full-on basketball court that's at the AAC. And a lot of times we'll take contestants down there to practice if the timeout involves some kind of basketball skills. So whether they have to make a layup or free throws, they'll get to practice all of that before we go to the actual court to kind of warm up and get ready. It's very intimidating when you walk into yeah. The, yeah, you walk into the yeah. arena and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to play basketball in front of you know all these thousands of people. So I told Nicole, I said, let's go to the practice court and catch them while they're warming up. We can make our notes on my note card, like who's going to be our contestants, where they're from, all that little stuff that goes on my note card. And you didn't know there was a court. Yes. I know. This is my first time even hearing about the practice court. And it's funny because whenever I was in Cleveland at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, we had a practice court in there too. But that was really utilized for either the entertainment teams to kind of practice before they went on court for performance or it was for the players if they got at the arena early if they wanted to shoot around or have kind of like more of a secluded practice so I thought that that was just Cleveland had their own practice court because prior to that when I was with the Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center they don't have a practice court in their facility right so it's interesting but I think a reason being is because I believe that the Pelicans rent out Smoothie King Center that they don't actually own that arena so that might be why it's not as catered towards an NBA team so I didn't realize that you know the Mavs had a practice court too and I was like yeah the contestants are probably warming up and I'm like what? I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't even know we did this. So she brought me over and it was super cool to see. I think it's a great thing for, you know, as a contestant to be able to practice and kind of get those jitters out before you hit the big stage. I'm curious, what was your first impression when you saw the practice court? Were you like, whoa, this is cool? Because you can also see the stairs. I don't know if you saw the stairs that were on the side that go up to the locker room. And, you know, it's kind of cool that they have that whole facility there. What What was your first impression? Yeah. I thought it was really neat. I thought it was cool. Well, it blows my mind how big underground it is. And you don't right. realize that. You don't think that it could fit a whole nother court. But God, this is a full NBA court yeah. besides the main court that everybody sees, you know. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to be down there. So Nicole and I go onto the practice court. And as soon as we walk down the stairs, because it's like another level underground, Goodness. we walk down bombarded. the stairs. Yeah, we were bombarded <laughs> with, you know, a lot going on. So we had two contestants. <laughs> we had several people there that represented the Mavs Entertainment site. And we had three or four people that represented the sponsor side. So the Jack mm -hmm. Pocket folks were there to make sure everything was going okay. And I introduced myself, told them I was going to be running the promotion. And it's so funny because one of the guys immediately started to say like, be sure you say Jack Pocket. It's not Jack Todd and <laughs> da, 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 da. Like he's kind of like starting to, you know, I don't know how to say it, but just like ice the kicker. You know, I'm just going, right, oh, right. oh my gosh. Okay. I'm getting more and more nervous because he's like, don't do this. Don't do that. And I'm like, Hey, buddy, you got to tell me this stuff after because like now you're putting all these things that I never thought I might accidentally say. Like I would never would have said jackpot. Like it says jackpocket, you know, but right. now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to say jackpot. I'm going to ruin the whole thing because then he says how recently, you know, the hosts have kind of messed up the thing and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, we can't talk anymore because you are making me nervous. But at the same time, it's online. <laughs> yeah, I'm having that conversation. You are helping me because you're going to the contestants and you're asking them like for their name and you grab right. my note card and you jotted their names down. <laughs> and then 
I was there like, was a lesson learned at this game. There was a lesson learned, and I will never do it again. <laughs> because I freaked out for a minute. I'm no. sorry about that, but go ahead. So, I mean, one of my responsibilities too as a stage manager is whenever there are contestants involved, I get the name for the contestants so Allie or the MC knows who's playing, and that way they can introduce them in court. So, I got their name super quick, and I was like where's Allie's note card? So, cause it's fresh on my mind. I'm like, okay, he's shooting first. If, if it's a tie, this one's winning. So I go to write their names down and in parentheses, I write first. And then by the other guy, I think his name was Mark. I put like a, a star. So Allie's like listening to all the sponsors. She's got a lot going on, right? Yeah. Starting to be like, okay, make sure you say this, this, and this. And it's like, right. Ooh, the pressure, the pressure's hot. Mm -hmm. So now we're about three minutes. We're like, we need to start heading back to the court. I give Allie her card and it's Mark and Dwight. And next to Dwight's name, I have first because he's being introduced first. And then next to Mark's name, I have an asterisk because if there's a tie, Mark wins a tiebreaker because he already like rock, paper, scissors. So I'm explaining it to her. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, okay. Like, hey, this is <laughs> You guys, Nicole took my note card and wrote on it. What would make sense to probably most people? But to me, it was like she just put so much stuff into my brain that I was like, you cannot be writing on my note cards. Like, I'm the one that has to write on the note card. And you were like, oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, because I have to figure out how my brain is going to recite this information. And it was totally the opposite of the way that you wrote it. So that's why I was like, I got to get a pen. We got to scratch right. this out because here's why you put, this is so minute and this is silly yeah. and I'm even yeah. embarrassed, but you put Mark's name first and then yeah. you put Dwight, but right. Dwight was going to be the first one playing. So you said okay, we've got so Mark <laughs> and we've got Mark, Dwight. Dwight's okay. going to be first. And I'm like, okay, then Dwight's name has to be first on the Restart. note card. And yeah. look, I get that. But to my defense, whenever they were telling me their names, it was like Mark Dwight. So I heard it and wrote it down. And yeah. then I heard, okay, Dwight's first. And that's why I put, I don't think we discussed this, but that's, no. why, that's why they were out of order. Otherwise, I would have done it the other way. But anyways, long story short, I learned don't touch Allie's note card and I will not write on it ever You can touch it, but not with a black ink pen because that is my job. Yeah. So anyways, I had to scratch it out and rewrite it, the whole thing. And then we have them play rock, paper, scissors in case they have a tie. Uh, basically, what they were doing was shooting free throws. Whoever shot the most free throws in 20 okay. seconds was going to have a chance to shoot for $50,000, a half court shot. So anyways, I just had to make sure that all that was on the note card in my proper brain. Right. Way. And so that's having to say it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't even know how you retain that information anyway. Yeah, moral of the story is that's a great job. Thank she did you. Such a great job, guys. That when we were exiting the court after the contest, the whole sponsors that she was talking to on the practice court, there were oh, like yeah. four or five of them were like, You did so great. Thank you so much. And I was yeah. like, that's my girl. Thank goodness. Because out there I'm going, don't say jackpot. Don't say this. Don't say that. Don't screw it up. But you know, like one interesting tidbit of information about that. And it really, anytime there's a half court and there's a lot of money on the line, like 50,000, 100,000, did you know that that's insured? Did no. you know that? Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? So they will get an wow. insurance policy, which is, you know, probably two, $3,000, depending on how much the shot is for. They get an insurance policy in case they make the shot. That's actually going to be paid for by insurance. 
Wow. I know. That's so crazy. So very interesting. And obviously insurance companies know all the stats on exactly how, you know, what the chances are that they're going to make it from half court. And that's how they determine what their policy is or how much it costs. But I mean, they're probably over there like, oh my gosh, we got the Mavs halftime shot. Good Lord. Have mercy. Please don't let something good happen tonight for that guy. But yeah, anyways, he did miss the half court shot, unfortunately. So bummer for him, but great for the insurance company. Well, wow, that's all the time we have for this episode. We have got so much to say. We just go, go, and go for like 20 to 25 minutes straight. Next thing you know, you blink and the thing's over. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us here on the It's A Lot Y'all podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and like our stuff on social media at It's A Lot Y'all. And if you have a second, Nicole and I would really, really love if you would give us a little five-star review. So it helps our ranking on Apple and Spotify, helps us reach more people. And we would love you forever for that. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.